0: There is a simple three-step process you need to know to grow your marketing and scale your business.
1: Today on Strategy Shorts, I'm joined by the wonderful Robert Brill, who is the founder and CEO of Brill Media. Rather than me trying to explain what that is and what they do, Robert, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and what you're
0: all about? Absolutely. Thanks, Dan. Uh, we're a media buying firm, and our job is to run ads on search, social display, connected television, digital out of home, et cetera, with the goal of growing businesses. And uh, we typically work with agencies. Um, they trust us to run their media buying campaigns, and we work directly with advertisers.
1: Great. And, and, and anyone who discovers you on LinkedIn And I do recommend people go and check out your profile. They're going to see a couple of interesting headlines in your banner image, including Inc. Magazine and the Financial Times. There's a couple of accolades there. So why don't you talk me through what they are? Because I think people will be really interested to see how you got those endorsements and what they really mean.
0: Absolutely. So um, Inc. 5000 and Financial Times 500 are rankings of uh, fastest growing companies, the think 5,000 is for uh, the America, uh, for the United States uh, private companies, and the financial times 500 is across the Americas, including Canada, Mexico, and Central and South American kind of companies. And it's just a matter of um, growing revenue over the course of a few years, and we've been ranked on the combination of those 10 times uh, in the history of our business.
1: So you've obviously experienced some some pretty significant growth. Give us a bit of the backstory to, to to Brill Media. And well, there's two questions really. One is when did it occur to you that you actually needed to branch out and, and set up your own business? But also when did the traction really start taking shape? Because at some point you've made a decision to launch your business and then it's been recognized by these by these huge brands and these big accolades. So what's the kind of background story there?
0: Absolutely. So um, in 2013, I had spent 10 years in advertising and I'd worked as a digital media buyer uh, for small agencies, mid-sized agencies, and large agencies. I started my career at Universal McCann working on Sony Pictures. Great great organization, great team to work on. And um, by 2013, I realized that I want to keep working in this business, but I I was figuring that I wasn't able to get the right role and make the amount of money I want to make, and I really wanted the freedom to enjoy the work, and I kind of felt like I was being a relatively bad employee, so I started this firm. Um, by 2015, we were struggling, 2016, couldn't figure it out, and what happened was I had started actually four different companies. I started a, an influencer marketing agency, which didn't, didn't go anywhere. I started a consulting firm, which got a little bit of traction, oddly enough, Um, but I'm not a consultant. Uh, I started a, um, a set of web properties to become an influencer myself, and that's not where my zone of genius is. My zone of genius is digital advertising, specifically programmatic, or using data targeting and automation to grow businesses. By the time I figured out... Digital advertising and programmatic was where I need to be. I decided to go all in on it. And what I was trying to avoid, you know, when you know something so well, you know the the ups and the downs. And the downs of the business were challenging. I didn't know how to sell. I know to do the work, but I didn't know how to sell. I also, you know, was dealing with the risk of you know big financial commitments. You run a campaign for hundred thousand dollars, you often have to front the money, and then get paid. A month or two or three later, I didn't have $100,000 to front. So the result of this was, you know, I tried to avoid it. I tried to run other businesses and I just couldn't make those successful. So I had to confront these challenges head on. And once I decided to make that leap forward, um, that's when our business started to grow.
1: You know, I think for lots of our listeners and viewers, many of whom are setting up their own businesses, that perhaps they're they're launching their own thing for the first time. I think they're going to be encouraged by the fact that, well, t- for some, it might be a cautionary thing that the thing you're starting right now might not be the thing that's going to really pay you dividends and be your, your, your big success story. However, it's also an encouragement that not to give up. You're going to find the thing that's going to stick. It might not be the first thing, but keep trying, keep testing, keep learning, and you're going to find that traction eventually. You're going to find that sweet spot where what you can do is really going to resonate with some customers. So I guess right at the top of this call, you know, there's a real encouragement there for people to to stick at it, keep pivoting, keep trying stuff because something is going to stick for you. You just might need to hold on for a little while before you find it. Now I know that that one of the things that we're going to be talking today is is really for businesses who are looking to scale and looking to accelerate their wisdom in the advertising space about how they can approach networks and social networks in terms of advertising to begin to scale their businesses. So this one isn't going to be for for everyone out there today, but before we get to the kind of the framework element and the tools that you want to bring to the audience today, who really is the kind of the target listener that you're speaking to today?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a business that has found or is close to finding product market fit and has $1,500 a month to spend in advertising up to $500,000 a month to spend in advertising. And the, and the, the reason we talk about product market fit is because you don't want to spend money advertising if you're sending the wrong message to the marketplace. And that message is really about... Growing your business, generating sales, keeping your accounting team busy. We're not interested in likes, comments, shares, or engagement, even clicks. Like a lot of businesses focus on clicks as a measure of success. What you need is money in the door so you can pay your bills and and grow your revenue. And if you have product market fit, you can say things in the marketplace that will actually drive sales. So we have you know the same methods and practices that work for $500,000 a month in advertising spend work for $1500 a month you just get less of it fewer channels but the the businesses that are spending $1500 a month are 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 earlier and require fewer customers to actually make a really big impact in your business and that's when you get to the point where you realize you can get more customers profitably where you jump from fifteen hundred a month to fifteen thousand a month, uh, and then maybe a year or two from now, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month. That's that's what we do.
1: Okay, so there's a bit of a pre-stage to today's kind of framework in that you know if you're a small company or, um, or a medium-sized company and you're not really sure whether you've nailed your product market fit, then you've got to take a step back and do that bit first. You need to get a bit closer to your bullseye consumer avatar or ideal customer profile. But once you've got that, so don't stop right. listening now because we're going to give you the next the next steps, right? But once uh-huh. you've got that, then then there's an ad strategy that you want to talk us through, which yeah. is going to really help people maximize on that information that they've gathered, really maximize on the ideal customer profile that they've managed to zone in on. So why don't you take us through that that next yeah. phase and what that framework looks like?
0: yeah it's a it's a three step process, and the first step is so we're talking about meta advertising. The way we look at advertising in general right now is we run ads on meta, we we develop creative learnings and then we propagate those creative learnings across our channels, so Google ads, display banner ads, connected TV, et cetera. So here's the process. Meta wants advertisers to use meta. Uh, in sort of the general following way. And if you want more detail on this, uh, Google uh, Performance 5, which is a framework that Meta put out a few years ago. The idea is, number one, broad targeting, age, gender, and location. The reason for that is because Meta has so much data about most of us, 10 to 15 years, both on Facebook and Instagram, but also like off those platforms. So Pandora, Spotify, websites, where you're going to uh, check in and uh, physically with with physical locations, but also what you're putting into carts across e-commerce stores all across the web. So number one, age, gender, and location, because you wanna give Meta as much latitude to find your best customer as possible. So that's step one, give Meta the opportunity to broadly find your audience. Because what Meta is really good at is routing your ad creative to the people who are most interested in it. That's the first step. The second step is running a creative testing framework. And the creative testing framework is the following. You're going to do this every month. And at the end of every month, you're going to identify your one all-star ad out of 125 possible variations. Now, you're not going to have to create 125 different ads. That would be ridiculous. What you're going to have to do is create five ads. And an ad is comprised of a primary text at the top, an image or video in the middle, and the headline at the bottom. And if you have five ads, each one of them containing those three components, you have 15 different total elements that you have to work with. When you mix and match those different elements you actually have 125 different ad variations that you can run. Our goal is to find the one ad that works the best out of those 125 and spend most of your advertising budget on that one. And then you cycle again, and you're going to create the second all-star ad. And over time, most of your leads and sales are going to come from your all-star ad creatives and not from anything else. And the way you conduct this uh, creative testing framework is control and variable testing. The idea here is you want science to tell you based off of ad delivery on Facebook and Instagram, which creative executions resonate with people. Uh, we have um, a video on our site uh, that goes into this for 13 minutes, the details of this. But the core idea is you, we run this creative testing framework. The first stage takes one to two days and you'll be able to determine which 20, creative execu- which 20 ad variations are the most interesting out of 125. So already in one or two days, you've called from 125 down to 20. Then the next two to four weeks, you're going to run ads on the remaining 20 ad variations. You're going to optimize the lead or the sale. So you're going to start getting business improving actions during this period of time. And as a result of this process, Facebook is going to tell you with the post ID, which ad is your number one out of your top 20. And you just cycle this indefinitely for the next 27 years of your life. As long as Facebook exists, you're going to run this creative testing framework. And what you end up learning over time is the products and services, messages, audiences that really resonate with your business. So you can do more of what works and stop wasting your time on the low-profit products or the low-profit messages that just don't resonate with your business. There's a third step here. The The first step is broad targeting. The second step is creative testing. The third is the outcome. The outcome of this is you are training Meta's machine learning algorithm to find your best customers. Over time, your ad account is going to be primed to deliver your ads to the people who are most interested in buying from you right now. So that's the three-step process. The outcome is training Meta's machine learning algorithm such that you can run your ad account without being on this treadmill of constantly creating new ad groups that like work for two and a half weeks and then they stop working. Uh, it's far less effort on any individual business owner. And secondly, it works far better than the alternative as long as you keep feeding the process with new creative executions.
1: So I think what's really, really interesting about this approach is you're actually turning away from some of the traditional measures and metrics and planning tools that go into digital advertising. Because Facebook and Meta, right, they're saying, Look, those options are available to you because that's the world that people understand. But actually, with that framework that you mentioned before, what they're they're telling you is, look, we've got all the data. We've got hundreds, thousands, millions of data points on people. And actually, you need to let our algorithm do its thing by just providing us with those three things, age, gender, location. Then once we've got those things, we can actually go out and try a bunch of things using the algorithm and find your ideal consumers. Then the second part is that finding that all-star piece of content. with So with those five ad variations that you've got from which come the 125 different combinations, yeah. you can then discover over a course of a couple of days, which is the best performing piece of content and then double down on that kind of creative. So you're constantly scaling up, building on the best, building on the best, building on the best to execute a phenomenal ad strategy. I think. And then you're training the algorithm as as the first stage of that. I think it's a really, really smart and helpful way to encourage businesses. Look, you can step away. This doesn't have to be something that's really, really confusing and complicated. Like this is something you could get really good at really, really quickly because you're making the best use of the machine learning and the process that the social networks have set up for you. Like they want to make it easy for you, right? Like that's the whole gig. So work with them rather than overcomplicating it.
0: Yeah. And you know, that's the trend that we're seeing across multiple channels, this idea of letting the algorithm do the heavy lifting and it's happening with Google and performance max, even on non-performance max campaigns, you upload 15 different headlines and four descriptions on your ads. And it just dynamically assembles the creative to where the algorithm thinks it's going to be the most effective to the user that's uh, conducting the keyword search. So, you know, this is you know, we we talk we spend a lot of time talking about AI and automation and the rise of ChatGPT. But you want to talk about automation and artificial intelligence and machine learning? Boy, this has been happening for the last ten years on platforms. And as consumers, as sort of generalists, we're not. Um, the, the world isn't thinking about Facebook as an AI and machine learning business, but it 100% is.
1: Yeah. And I think what's really interesting about this actually is that Meta, Facebook, all these social networks, like they want you to stay with their platform. They want your ads to work. I think some people approach these things and they think that it's deliberately difficult or it's complicated, like it's me versus the 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 ad portal. But that's not really the case. I mean, They want you to spend money with them and they want your ads to work. They want you to reach your customer because that's how they keep everybody involved. So actually following these steps that that you're outlining for us is a way to make that easy. So I think that's really, really interesting. Now, Robert, you know that that one of the things that we like to do with this show is make sure that we've got something really tangible and practical for people to do as soon as the episode finishes. So Mm. what would be your message to somebody who is, Thinking about you know taking that, that $1,500 a month ad spend, getting started with the approach you've outlined today, what's the first thing that they should be doing? Where should they start to take action today?
0: Yeah. So if you want to watch um, our to understand more about this creative testing framework, go to brillmedia.co, click on capabilities and then creative testing, and you'll have that 13 minute video, which will go into a little bit more detail about how the process works and then you can deploy it and if you have questions reach out to us we can put together a strategy conversation about you know your business and things that you might need to know in addition to that to grow your business and there's a contact form uh on our page
1: robert we are about out of time which is a great shame but thank you so much for 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 making some time for the show and for me of course let's speak again soon
0: thanks dan